Hey, business building warrior, welcome to the latest episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. I've got a guest today, as we so often do on this program. It's another one of our success story students from the Proven Amazon Course Community. And just like always, there'll be links to everything we're going to discuss today in the show notes. If you go to silentgym.com, look for this episode, look for the notes below that episode, or if you're on YouTube, the notes are there as well. Lots of links for you to click and check out today as we go through the discussion with Adam. Adam has only been with us for a short period of time. Now, he's been selling on eBay and playing around on the internet for quite some time, but he discovered the proven Amazon course thanks to his sister's assistance and prodding, and he's jumped in with both feet. He's built a beautiful business with his wife fairly quickly. I mean, they're just four or five months into this thing, and they've got a really nice, stable business. We're going to talk through how they find their inventory, what they're selling, some of the strategies that have helped him along the way, some of the modules from inside the proven Amazon course that have really served him well on this journey. I love that he's an economics teacher. This guy knows numbers. So when he's sharing his numbers, he knows what he's talking about. And he shares uh, several of the tools that he's using, some of the things that he's grown into over time. He shares his love for Keepa, as you hear us talk about so often on this program. Podcast episode 369 dives into Keepa. If you don't know what that is, uh, we talk about why no one needs to worry about ungating. We hear so many new sellers getting concerned about being gated in certain categories or gated for certain brands. He puts everyone at ease. As a guy who's only been in this three or four months, he puts everyone at ease today about that topic. Stop worrying about it. Just like you hear us say all the time nothing to be worried about. He does a great promo for our Kickstart program, which if you're not familiar with what that is, all of our proven Amazon course students who come into our community are invited at any point in time. You can do it right when you join or a few months in, if you feel like things are going kind of slow, you can jump into our Kickstart. It's only $40 and you get four sessions on Zoom with a small group of students talking you through the very basics of going from knowing nothing, not even having an Amazon account perhaps, to selling that first replan item. So you can kind of fill in the gaps on all those one-time tasks that are maybe confusing you or, or causing you to pause or stall. You can get information about the Kickstart program by emailing our support team. Silentgym.com has a link to our support team. Just say, hey, I was listening to Jim on the podcast. He mentioned the $40 Kickstart for new proven Amazon course students. Now you do have to have the proven Amazon course to be qualified because we got to be able to reference you to the training materials that you're going to need in order to go through the steps. But we'd love to help you out with those first initial steps. And today's guest, Adam, really appreciated and enjoyed that training from the Kickstart program. Uh, He is going to be at our conference in July as well. He talks about that today with great excitement. Of course, I'm talking about this website. The Proven Conference. Remember those three words, theprovenconference.com. That's where you can go to get tickets. Join Adam, our guest today, along with dozens of other guests you've heard on this show, dozens of our coaches from our team. We got 60 coaches who teach e-commerce strategies based on the Proven Amazon course. These are all successful students of ours that we recruited in to become coaches because they had teachers' hearts along with successful businesses. They'll be there. Hundreds of listeners to this program will be there with you as well. Hope you can join us. July 6th through 8th in Columbus, Ohio. I think that's enough of a buildup for today's episode. Let's jump over and meet Mr. Adam Bright. You're going to love this one. So Adam, welcome to the show. Hey, absolutely. Uh, Thanks for having me. 
It's truly a pleasure getting to know you, man. Can't wait to dive into your story. You ready? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Well, let's see. My first exposure to e-commerce obviously was eBay. You know, uh, back in the day, a long time ago when uh, there were actually shops and strip centers that would take your stuff and sell it on eBay because it was so complicated to list things. But uh, thankfully, I never did that. But my wife and I absolutely would scour secondhand stores and Goodwills and things, getting shoes and purses and uh, sometimes new stuff and other times used stuff and putting it on eBay and just selling it. I don't know what, why we were doing it. It just was something we did. We're talking 15, 20 years ago, right? And then, well, really, we just got busy with life. And I would say maybe 10 years ago, my sister came down and um, she was scanning books and had apps on her phone and um, was talking about all this stuff. And I made so much fun of her uh, because there's just no possible way that you can make money selling books out of Goodwill. Are you kidding me? (laughs) And um, I just didn't see it as a usable, marketable process. but. You know, she didn't listen to me. She ignored me and did her thing. And well, she's always had good success. In fact, I didn't know she was a member of this community for a very long time. And in fact, uh, I think she's Facebook friends with your wife. So, well, can we give her a first name shout out? Or I don't know. Yeah, sure. Chris, it's first name shout out. Uh, Christy. Well, I I didn't know if she if she minded or not. Maybe you can. Oh, I don't know. I couldn't imagine that. We got a week to edit this thing, so we got a week to edit it. So I'll text her and (laughs) and uh, see. But um, so, anyways, uh, getting back to how I got started into the real e-commerce, what I've been doing since January is that uh, my wife and I are school teachers. We've been school teachers. I'm 15 years. My wife is uh, 20 years. And we're looking down at retirement. And um, we're not liking the numbers that we're seeing. Um, we're not liking the, the level of freedom and independence that we're wanting to have, but not going to financially be able to be uh, prepared for that based on a teacher's retirement. And so... I, my initial thoughts last year were, I'm going to jump into and start a business. So I, I started an uh, exterior house wash, roof wash, surface cleaning business. I won't plug it anything for myself, but... Um, hey, you know, that's fine. It. Go for it, dude. We got Central Florida listeners. There you go. Well, I, um, you, I'm the proud owner of A&W Soft Wash here in uh, Ocala, Florida. And um, I pride myself in uh, taking care of people's homes just like it was my own. But uh, I've learned very quickly that um, it's not a system that I'm owning. I'm a worker in my business. I am an essential employee in my business. And to step away and to have that level of autonomy and owning a system is just going to be a tremendous amount of liability. Having someone work with chemicals and work with someone else's property, I'm just not there yet. And that, so while it gives, gives me income generation, it doesn't give me independence. It doesn't give me freedom. And, um, you know, I forget uh, who it was. Uh, the more uh, essential you are to your work, the more of an employee you are. Yeah. Whereas, I, we, we just popped up on the podcast recently. Basically, the more essential you are to your business. That's right. The less valuable your business is. Right. And the more of an employee you are to your business. Your business owns where, you. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's when I realized that it, um, 
I needed something else. And um, I was looking at um, FBA and I called my sister up and said, hey, this is something. In fact, um, she sent me a book that was a basically, I, I forget who, it, who wrote it. It was a book about the three roles that you play in a business. And it, I don't know. If I know you, what book you're, I know a book you're talking about, man. Uh, give me just a second. It was, because uh, you're talking about the pie business, right? No. Well, yes, the pie. Yes, it is. She yeah, makes it, pies oh, and she's the, she's the, the entrepreneur. E-myth. The E-Myth by the, Michael Gerber. That's it. The E-Myth. Yeah. And so she said, listen, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, if you're going to be a business, you have to read this book. Yeah, it's good. Um, so, I, so I said, okay, I'll read the book. So I read the book and um, I called her back and I'm like, you know, I am absolutely the technician and um, uh, I'm not going to be successful. Um, and she's like, well, you will, but, um, you know, and then she got something else. Well, you might want to try this and look at e-commerce. And she sent me your name and the course for me to look up. And I looked it up and I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll wash one house and pay for the, the course. So I signed up. And that was the mid-December. And um, I signed up for the course. I signed up uh, this past year. Yeah, so we're yeah. just talking for point of reference. A few, few months ago, yeah. Four months, four, less yeah. than four, five months ago. Yeah. yeah. So when I do things, I dive all in. Um, so I signed up for that. I booked a boot camp to do. I think it was like $5 to do a boot camp. It was ridiculous. I'm like, <laughs> you're going to give me 30 days with four weekly check-ins and access to a coach for $5? We tested um, it out early on, just so the listeners know, Adam. It's I think it's about 40 bucks now. But just as you described, it's four Zoom sessions that are recorded, yeah. of course, if you can't make it live, with one of our top coaches. And it was worth it. It's worth it. Even if it was 40 bucks, it, it was worth it. If they don't learn anything from it other than how to use Keepa and to stop thinking about it and just send something in, mm-hmm. that's that was the biggest thing that I got out of it was working on Keepa graphs and stop asking questions. Just send something in, get yeah. it, source it, send it in. Get that first um, item sent you're in. You're never going to learn if yep. you just stay on the porch. And so that's that's really what it was. So anyways, I jumped into the boot camp. Uh, I went through a just crazy hoops and red tape and everything through Amazon to get started and certifying. And it was crazy the amount of stuff that we had to go through. But once I got everything set up and uh, into the boot camp, then, well, first thing I bought, was a horrible item. I went way too deep into it, in um, and I still have some in my inventory right now. You know what uh, we call have, those in uh, in the business? Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, man, I I went too deep in it, but uh, I mean, they sell every once in a while. But I've got it marked down to, to like zero ROI on my repricer. I'm just like, let's get rid of this stuff. Just get it out of there. But. Um, Anyways, in January through the boot camp, I started learning some some ideas. I had a thousand dollar January, and then again, I discovered advanced Keepa training on the pack. Mm-hmm. That was that was mid January. I discovered that, so I was stumbling through scanning the aisles of Walmart. It was embarrassing. And um, everyone's like, don't scan the aisles. Just take pictures, go home, reverse source. And I'm like, I'm just going to scan. And it was horrible. 
But then I found Advanced Keepa. I listened to the training and it just clicked. And I remember I sat down, I did a few where I looked up the sellers, got their, I kind of shopped their sites and pulled up the spreadsheet. And I went, that was mid, mid January. And um, February was a $5,000 month. March was 200 shy of 10,000. Right now, I'm I'm about I'm tracking about seven percent off of last month based on my Amazon seller app. But um, based on the replens group, a lot of people are kind of tracking down right now, and so I'm not overly worried about it. But um, I know the solution to that is to to feed the machine, right? Find more, find the next Asins. You know, that's the solution. Is um, don't um, it's I get so upset sometimes that. Man, I want to sell that. I want to find that. I want to find this. And, and I just I just stop and go, you know yeah. what? The 15 minutes I spent looking for this, I could have just checked 15 more line items on my spreadsheet. I just I've just got to come back to it. And so now I'm I'm at a position, you know, if I continue hitting 10,000 or get to 15,000, um, then my wife and I are going to kind of um, decide what we want to farm out first, whether it's packing and shipping or whether it's um I don't mind any of it right yeah. um we, so we can but, talk through that strategically yeah. cuz I've seen this many times and I know the advice I give and it's kind of based on some advice that I hear Dave Ramsey give typically on when he's talking to entrepreneurs who are building a business cuz to me that's for those who don't know who Dave Ramsey is oh yeah a top radio show host in the United States talks about money and finances most People who consume his content, it's rice and beans and like get out of debt, right? Like do what you got to yes. do, get a fourth job yes. if you have to, get right. out of debt. But for the people who are building businesses, I think that content is far better. The other stuff is I take it or leave it. Building a small business, because he has, he built from a card table to, you know, 500, 800 person operation, more tens of millions. I think, well, I think he's up hundreds of millions at this point. But anyway, one of the things he talks about is who should you hire first? And... So this isn't just gym advice, but we'll get to that. Don't let me mm-hmm. forget, because I do want to give you some advice. This is the same advice I've been giving to everybody for about five, six years now when they talk. Right. About, well, what right. do I hire somebody and who do I hire? I'll talk you through. Exactly. This. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's about my story. I'm a full-time school teacher. I am a part-time house washer. And I'm as busy as I can be with Amazon right now. Mm-hmm. And with summer approaching, I think I mentioned on on one podcast or uh, one Monday meeting that I was part of that I bought my wife a MacBook Air and um, basically made her my first unpaid employee. (laughs) And um, (laughs) over the summer, she's going to start running, crunching those advanced Keepa charts and sourcing with me. So that's going to be a big help. Fantastic. How many ASINs have you found so far that you've tested against? Let's see real quick. Um, the e- easiest way would just to be to hit replen dashboard. Sure. See how and, many Let's go into the inventory. And I have 141 right now. Nice. And some of them are on fire that I'm reordering and sending in, mm-hmm. you know, every week, sometimes multiple times in a week, because I never buy more than what I think will be a week. Because I don't want to have, you know, get stuck with stuff. You know, some sometimes I'll buy a month's worth because maybe I'll only sell 10. Mm-hmm. But then other times I'm selling 15 a week. 
So, I mean, I'm, it, it all depends. Um, but I learned, I made two couple really deep buys because they were BOGOs at the grocery store. And I wanted, I went to all of the Publixes and bought all of them. And I still have them in my inventory right now. Um, thankfully, it was only, uh, you know, a dollar fifty-two and a quarter, whatever, after BOGO. So it wasn't a huge mistake, but it definitely was a mistake. Right. So. Right. I got you. And so you're doing mostly retail sourcing right now. Well, I'm I'm um, struggling with inventory. I'm doing a lot of of OA online arbitrage because very little of my I'm doing I'm doing quite a bit of hardware, you know, because that's what we're open to initially, the Lowe's, Home Depot kind of places. Mm-hmm. Um and they do have quite a bit of inventory, but I'm also finding that um you know, some items I'm selling 15 of them every two weeks and the store never has more than three. Right. So I'm doing a lot of online ordering. I'm finding a lot of things, sourcing and, and searching on uh, Google. I'm finding them at just odd retailers all across the country. And what's really cool is you can find the one that has the, well, if you order $70 worth, you get free shipping. And you're like, okay, well, I'll order... 11 to get free shipping rather than... And so I would say out of all of my stuff, I'm probably 40% OA, 60% mm-hmm. RA through... And it's all big box stuff. Yeah. It's all Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, Lowe's you, you know, all the stuff that... Publix, All the mentioned. stuff that everybody's got in a big, you know, city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Publix is like a, I think that's just a Southeast thing. We don't. Yeah, Publix is a regional thing, and um, I, you know, it's funny. The most success I've had out of Publix is is the the snack aisle Hmm. and the international food aisle. Yeah, apparently people miss things from back home or they don't have access to them. So, an Irish mint or a a a, you know an Indian product or something that I can find. It's really interesting. So you you should wander into some of those ethnic stores, you know, the the Cuban foods or the Indian foods. Oh, that would foods, be fun. You know, and just get to know the owner. Typically, that's the guy behind the counter or his kid, mm-hmm. you know, who speaks English really well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. just have a conversation and say, hey, you know, I'm going to take some pictures not to weird you out, but I might want to place some orders out of your catalogs if that's okay. You know, I'm not, I'm not a competitor. I'm not scouting you out. I'm going to place some orders with you guys and grab a few interesting things to take home for the family to try. You know, don't just walk in and walk out with your with your camera. Like put a few things in the in your cart, some candy or whatever. Uh, but spend some time. And, I, and the the time that I've spent, the times that I've gone into little shops like that and spent an hour or so, just kind of looking over, saying, "Hey, you got any catalogs? Like stuff that you don't normally order that I could like flip through, maybe take some pictures, go home and research those pictures. I mean, they may even give you the catalog if it's an old one. Yeah, you got an old one you're not using." Gold mine. Yeah, my gold. um my sister you're slightly actually, off the beaten path. The beaten yeah. path has plenty of opportunity. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you can drop me in any Walmart and I'm gonna find winning replants. Absolutely. But the life cycle of those replants is gonna be probably shorter yeah. than the stuff you're gonna find off the beaten path. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm weekly, I could weekly fill up my cart at a Walmart um yeah, doing easily. doing replants. But um my sister was telling me how she's I was calling her just the other day. I was struggling with um getting inventory from Lowe's and Home Depot without going to seven different Lowe's in my local market or traveling for a weekend trip to Orlando or Tampa to have more stores to to go to. And I'm like, what is the solution to this? And she's like, well, number one, one solution is to order online. But she's like, some of them, some of the stuff won't ship 
She said, the other thing is a friend of the person at the store that does the ordering, find out who it is, talk to them, introduce yourself, tell them that, you know, hey, I've been needing, um, you know, five or six of these items and you only ever have three. Can you order me like 10 of them? Yeah. And you, you don't have to say anything that's going on and see if they will. And she said, I've actually friended managers in grocery stores that call me up and say, hey, I've got like 24 of this thing and I'll make you a deal. Do you want it? You know? Right. And so she's really had good relationships with even big box store managers. So she said some of them don't like people who resell on Amazon. But she said a lot of them will. So it's just just learning to talk to people. And the smaller stores, a lot of times you'll find something really, you know, at at a big hardware store, let's say. And the manager there just kind of gives you the brush off. Like, I don't have time for this. You go to the small competing, maybe it's yeah. Ace or you know a, a Do It yeah. Best, True Value, or there, True Value, exactly. You're like, hey man, I don't see this on your shelf, but is this a product you could order for me? Because I'd like to order mm-hmm. a couple of cases from you. Oh, let me look, yep. let me look. You know, yep. they're there to please. Absolutely, versus, you're right. So just getting creative, and I love that you focused on relationships. It sounds like, uh, did you say who was it? Your is it a, a friend or family that told me that? Oh, my sister. Sister, it's your sister. Yeah, my okay. sister. She who's has been doing been, this for a long time. Um, she's Sounds like she's listened to our advice. To. This is a relationship business. Have you heard me say before that like that's the that's the distinguishing line that I've drawn between who succeeds and who fails. That's the, the you know the number one predictor. You know, you okay. talk about your number one predictors for success in life, or number one predictor of you know fail, businesses rising or falling. Number one predictor in e-commerce across the board. The people who pursue relationships with intentionality. Is share boldly what it is they're doing and kind of grow their circle of people who are working with them towards that goal. You know, right. store well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that that's that what makes gets sense. you over the hump. I would have I would have told you it was the degree of a wife that was willing to allow you to uh, clutter her house while you were growing your business. That's what I would have said. <laughs> you know, number one, you, thing you might it. think so, but then I would present to you a, a big long list of people who live outside the United States who've well, never seen or touched any of their inventory. That's amazing to me. I listen to the stories and, and that, hear the people and read their comments. It's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You, 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 you can order online, have it shipped to a prep center. It doesn't even have yep. to come to your house. Now, yep. a supportive spouse for sure, man. That's, that's a big... If you got a spouse that's warring against the idea of you having a, uh, another business or whatever, you know, that, that's difficult. But, you know, assuming all other things are equal. And even then, that's a relationship issue, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can navigate your business enhancing every relationship opportunity that you come across, build that oh, yeah. network of people who support what you're doing and think of you as, oh, that's the guy that does e-commerce stuff. Like that's right. it, you've won. Right. Make sure that no, list I mean, is it's, it's the minute, The minute that my wife was like, honey, why don't, why don't you go to the conference? You, you really should go to the conference because you're checking your status updates, you know, all the time during the day. You're doing well. <laughs> You know, right. she, you're excited about yeah, what's excited. happening and and you've got this opportunity to go. You really should go. So it was really awesome that that she was supportive of me to go to the conference. So Yeah, that's great, man. I'm so glad you're coming. And uh, when we were corresponding before, just to fill folks in on the conversation we're having now about the conference, I made the extended the offer, as I've done with all the podcast guests recently, that, hey, as a thank you for being on the show and sharing your story, you're coming to the event. No admission charge. So I can't wait to see you there. It's yeah, the I'm excited. Conference. I'm excited. And I'm, I'm going to be picking people's brains about um, uh, maybe distribution centers or pack or something, anything like that, because 
we're getting covered up with with mailers and baggies and cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, finding someone else that can help you, that's another conversation we can have as part of the show today, uh, for sure. If you want to talk through some some basic level tips and strategies sure, there, but sure. uh, just to make sure people know about the conference in case this is your first episode, there'll be a link in the show notes to everything we're talking about. So there's that if you miss any, if we miss any of the details, but uh, the website for the conference, it's three words theprovenconference.com. It's July 6th through 8th in Columbus, Ohio. Adam's going to be there along with hundreds of listeners to the show, all of our coaches, not all of them, but most of them. We got about 60 coaches, their families, all kinds of successful students that you've heard interviewed on this show. It's going to be a great time. And certainly we'd love to come join you. And we do have scholarship slots available too. For those who who see it as a financial struggle to get there, let us know. Uh, There's a link in the show notes to that as well. Well, I love your story so far. And I almost wish that we had like another six months of story, but you've only been doing this four months. No, that's it. It's uh, I got the idea mid-December as something that I could do that I ultimately could, um, you know, have less of a role in and would be able to still have a revenue generated from it. And I definitely see how this is an absolute uh, real business. It's not uh, somebody just hacking around at uh, you know, yard sales, though you can, I always saw this as the one off, find a deal, sell it, make a little bit of money here and there. Yeah. We call it the Easter egg or the treasure hunt model. Right. That's that's what I saw this as. And, um, but it really is, it still is that because I find those things on the sales rack at the, this place or that place. But I am, you know, I, I mean, I'm, averaging right now I'm almost 8000 for the month and um maybe five of those things are you know the deals mm-hmm. everything the else is everything style. else is is full Re- retail repeat. price full retail purchase, price easily sourced retail more yeah easily sourced whenever I need more most of it I can order and it gets delivered to my house I take it from one box put it into inventory lab and then put it in another box and send it to yeah. Amazon. That, that's the system. Yeah. Growing your list of replans, those items that you can easily replenish as you need to. You're not waiting for sales, looking for discounts, scanning barcodes. It's serving underserved shelf space at Amazon is how I like and to it's, refer to it. it. I, I will tell you, there's a, there's a huge temptation to order a bunch of something because you're tired of going to get it. Right, you know, I, I man, I don't want to go get this anymore. I'm just going to order fifty and send them in, and then the be next done thing with you it know, for a while. Yeah, and I don't want to go back to it anymore. But uh, that's when you know you're going to have forty of them sitting on your shelf for however long. But knock on wood, I haven't had that happen except for the one, the one item. And I'm, normally, I'm I'm five to ten of anything that I get five to ten uh, because unless it's one of the hot hottest things I've got. Five to ten is going to yeah. last me a week. Well, you've heard the general rule of uh, never buy more than one month's worth, right, of anything, right. And if you're willing to shop frequently, a week. Yeah, or- I'm usually a week or maybe two weeks. Yeah, and the the hardest thing for me was the first three months. I think I sent you that in my messaging. I was like, "It's killing me. I'm not getting. I need my money back. Mm-hmm. You know, I need my money back." But um, it's gotten, just like you said, it gets steady after the third month. If you're feeding the machine and your sales are going through, 
from the seller app in that upper right-hand side, you start seeing that number getting, you know, bigger and more, I don't want to say more, steadier rather than, mm-hmm. but um, it was tough. It was really tough because I'm like, I'm not getting my money back. I, yeah, I, I and- sold $5,000 worth my money. And so... Right. Where's, where's my cash, Amazon? Right. And, and they're just... There's that period where they're learning if you're someone they can trust or not. They hold a reserve mm-hmm. because what's happened, you know, the scams in the past that have, that have caused Amazon to be that way, distrusting of new sellers for more weeks than, you know, it, that, that period of time shrinks as they trust you more. But the reason it's, you know, it takes you, they'll hold your money for several weeks right. when you're new because they've seen a lot of sellers come in and sell a bunch of stuff that they didn't really have, merchant fulfill, collect the money. And they knew if they gamed it right, they could get paid by Amazon before Amazon caught on to the fact that no merchandise had ever been shipped. Gotcha. And so they say now, you know, especially new sellers, is this guy going to generate a bunch of complaints and returns and chargebacks? Or is he a legit seller? They've got that reserve period in there that shrinks dramatically once they trust you. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're almost selling stuff before it hits the... The warehouses now. I mean, I'm like, hold right. up, how do they sell that? Just, they just got it there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, they'll um, sell stuff once they trust you. They'll be selling stuff in transit. And if you're oh, merchant wow. fulfilling, you'll hear the stories all the time of people listing things while they're in line at the store. They're listing at merchant fulfill, mm-hmm. and it sells that before they're checked out. <laughs> wow. Wow. Fun, huh? Yeah. All kinds no, of things you can play this game. That's um. That is wild. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because mm-hmm. Amazon trusts you. It's like, hey, you say you got this. We're selling it, buddy. You right. say it's on no. the way. We're selling it, man. No, that makes sense. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, I um, I just was struggling with that, um, with the income aspect and um, understanding how to make that work, especially when I committed to it once I saw that the system was working. Because, you know, I hear everybody talk about it, but once you see that, okay, these items are available. I can get them. I can send them in. They are selling. Then I went full in and I, I um, actually went in with one of my extremely low interest credit cards. And it wasn't a 0%, but it was very low. And at about that time, I was, I'm like, hold up now. I got to be able to pay this thing off before. So... I ended up paying one month's low interest before Amazon got me caught up. And so now I've, I've got that card paid off and I'm using money coming back from Amazon to continue purchasing those items. So Fantastic. You will keep finding ASINs. And as you get more confident in this process, there are some alternate funding options that you can start to use where you, know, you can use credit to scale faster. You can put money right. in the bank with right. caution. So like oh yeah, I was going to say in. that. Yeah. I was going to say that because I, I I went um, and looked at some ideas, and there are people out there and entities out there that will offer you a lot of money at yeah. loan shark numbers. Like they'll okay. they'll loan you twenty thousand dollars over the course of seven years, but they're going to want you know sixty five thousand dollars paid back to them by the time you pay it back. You got to oh, be you don't very want any careful. Of that action. No, none of that stuff. But I was going to, I wanted to go back and revisit the initial selling stages and some struggles that I had. Yeah. Um, I was not happy with the few items that I saw that Amazon was letting me sell. 
Um, and so I, I was, I was the person in the Facebook group that's like, how do I get ungated in things, mm-hmm. right? How do sure. I get this opened? And now uh, my comment to people is don't worry about it. Sell what Amazon will let you sell. There's a reason why Amazon is letting you sell certain things. Find those things and sell them. Mm-hmm. And um, otherwise, you're going to waste your time and money and energy getting ungated in things when if you had spent that amount of time and energy finding ASINs in what Amazon will let you sell, I am three months into this and there's hard, there's very few things that Amazon won't let me sell. Yeah, you just click um, a button. It says, hey, I have gated. to click a button. I may have to watch a what? video. Mm-hmm. I may have to scroll through and put my email address in or click a couple of questions. But if if I click on a button and it wants invoices or receipts, I just back out and go to the next one. It's yeah. not worth my time. I don't yeah. care if I want to sell the item. I don't want to sell it more than I want to find something that I can sell. And so I go to the next item. So I wish that I could tell myself, hey, do not go and buy those 10 sweetener packet boxes from a wholesale place because it's wasted money and time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. I love you saying that because I've said it so many times and, and it's one of those frustrating points that for new sellers, they say, well, I, I need to get on gated. I can't get on gated. I'm finding all these gated ASINs. I, I gotta, I'm going to pay someone. I talked to someone a couple podcast episodes ago, paid $1,600 to yeah. somebody to get them ungated yeah. in topicals. And he right. said, I was so determined to get ungated in topicals. And I've never sold anything in that category. Right. <laughs> Total waste right. of money. Like, right. Just go find good ASINs in the categories Absolutely. that are wide open to you. In those categories, sports, outdoor, uh, kitchen, homewares, Pets, not pet food. There's a couple other ones I'm missing. It's a conversation discussed all the time in our free Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Silentgym.com has a link to that group. 72,000 members. Go in there. You'll see. Just put in ungating or ungated and you'll yeah, see. It is, it, like, stop are, worrying are, about it. Don't pay any money. Yeah. So now I, people are like, you know, I don't want to hurry my business, but what can I do to get ungated? And mine's like, hey, just go back and read your first sentence. That's that's your advice. You don't want to hurry it. Yeah. Just sell what Amazon will let you sell. Yeah. And yeah. um I've 30 or 40 that. sales in, the game changes. It does. It does 100% and things just start dropping open. Mm-hmm. Things just open up. Now there's still things that I can't sell. There's still things I can't sell. And um you know, whenever I use I use um I don't know if I can program name drop, but no AZ, problem at all. Uh, Insight, I think is what it is. AZ, AC Zen or AZ Insight, I think is what it is. AZ Insight. Yeah, that's popular. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I have the little app. And when I scan things up and it has the little speedometer that's like IP alerts, I, mm-hmm. I'm like, great. I just, just go to the next one. I don't, I don't, oh, but I wanted to sell that. No, no, you don't because just go to the next one. I'm not interested yeah. in, in yeah. that. It's, What's it's happened just... is you've made that mindset shift. And mm-hmm. it's actually harder for people who played around on eBay for a while to make this shift. Hey, we'll get back to today's episode in just a moment, but I want to tell you about the sponsor that we have today. It is another podcast. It's the eBay for Business podcast. 
If you didn't know, I started my e-commerce career over 20 years ago selling on eBay. I love eBay. To this day, we still use eBay a lot every week. It's one of the multiple income streams that my business enjoys. If you'd like to learn more about eBay, get started, or just grow your eBay business, I can't recommend any other podcast higher for that topic than the eBay for Business podcast. It's the premier podcast for eBay sellers in e-commerce. You're going to hear interviews with executives from eBay headquarters, from other sellers who are building successful businesses, tips on finding inventory, on taxes, on all the things that go into building a successful eBay business. That's the eBay for Business podcast. You'll find links in the show notes today as well on a couple of popular platforms or just search for eBay for Business on your favorite podcast app. Let's get back to the show. Just go to the next one. I'm not interested yeah. in, in yeah. that. It's, it's What's just... happened is you've made that mindset shift. And mm-hmm. it's actually harder for people who played around on eBay for a while to make this shift. Because when we're on eBay, you're looking for winning products. I got to find a winning product. I got to find a product, product, product. You're just pounding right. Oh, there's a good product. Oh, that's not a good product. And you've got to just shelve that thinking. Because now we're looking for underserved shelf space at Amazon. Right. And there's products that aren't underserved in some spaces. And they're very underserved in others. So it's not a product-specific decision. It's underserved ASINs. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you find an ASIN that's a little frustrating or a little too much trouble in its worth, well, just move on to another ASIN. It could that's be right. the same move product. On, move on. Move on to the other thing. There's and the there's probably ASIN. there's probably seven different listings for the exact same thing that you're selling. Different if not ASINs. more in many cases. Yeah. It's crazy. So some of the most successful things I've come across of are being very fortunate to match up someone's uh, bundle or kit. Yeah, match up locally. It's it's there's not many people on it because they may not have it locally or regionally, but Mm -hmm. I've been very fortunate that it is identical. Everything's the same. And I've been really fortunate with that. In fact, I'm watching the Proven Bundle course right now. uh, Proven Brand brand Building. It's our bundling course. Yeah, ProvenBrandBuilding.com is the website. It's included in the Proven Amazon course. I got to squeeze that in so people don't go buy it. No, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, it is included there. And I'm in the middle of that. And I'm looking at considering spending some time on that over the summer. I mean, because it's it's uh, getting up to May. It's exam season. It's it's just really busy in school. So once summer kits here, I'll be able to spend a little bit more time on it. Yeah, yeah. You'll love going through it, man. It is the next iteration. So as you're finding some of those hot replens that have a lot of drops every month. They're doing well mm-hmm. on Keepa, which by the way, anytime I mention Keepa, I like to point people to podcast episode 369. Go listen to it. I'm yes. explain why we're just so excited about Keepa. And even to the degree that a tool like, you know, Asian Insight, AZ Insight or any of the other tools that you hear mentioned around here, they're all Keepa reliant. If they don't integrate yes. Keepa, they're worthless. If they do, that's a lot of what makes them valuable. This, they're presenting Keepa data in a in a friendlier fashion, maybe a better user interface for the same data. But Keepa is the heart. And it's only 20, 25 bucks a month, something like that. It is the tool that you need. So right. episode no, 169. Yeah. I mean, the everything else that I have, all the other add-ons that I have, just make my life easier. Exactly. Um, I use Inventory Lab mm-hmm. exclusively for lists, shipments, label printing. I use that exclusively. I've never sent anything. Helps get your shipments out. Yeah, I've never sent anything in through the Amazon seller app. Not not once. 
my sister had been doing it long enough. She said, listen, just get this. If you start out with it, it'll be easier, but I'm, I've seen it. You don't need it. You absolutely can do it with Keepa and the seller app. Yeah. 100% you can. Yeah. Well, we've had um, people build seven figure businesses with free seller app and yep. Keepa using absolutely replans training strategies. Yeah. Yep. 100% you can. So the other things that I get are just um, create just convenience. A, create convenience. That's yeah, right. Speed, it's like having a microwave up. versus an oven. Mm-hmm. You cook the same meal. Sometimes yeah. the oven, most times the oven's better, anyways. So. <laughs> a lot of times, man. Yes. I had a pretty soggy pot pie last night. I should have popped in the oven. Come sink it. Oh, no. But uh, okay, so let's go back to your question. You were talking sure. about uh, earlier the topic that we need to revisit was your first hire. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm at a point that um, I'm either sl- got to slow down sourcing or I got to slow down packing mm-hmm. because I've only got so many hours in the day with a seven year old daughter who's on the swim team, and you know, then we have Wednesday night church and Sunday this, and then we've got this camping thing that we're and so there's only yeah. uh, something's got to give. Yeah, right? you've already squeezed this into as many cracks as you have available. Absolutely. And you, you know, see my the potential. Daughter, my daughter knows how to to label all of the... She labels things <laughs> for me. beautiful. She goes, runs over to my Rolo little therm, thermal printer and rips them off because we made sure to get the BPA-free thermal print labels. And nice, um, so nice she's and allowed... Safe. She's allowed to use those, yeah. um, which she loves because she's not allowed to use any of the other things. My wife won't let her. But that's but, the sound uh, of money, right? Those. Yeah, the she of rips money. them off and she goes to my labels. She knows on the poly bags where to mm-hmm. put them. And um, she knows how to cover barcodes. And she loves to um, peel the four by six labels, the UPS labels, and put them on the boxes. She's such a such a trooper and a helper. And I, I pay her $1 for every shipment she helps me pack up. That's so she's fantastic. she's my first paid employee as my seven year old because I don't pay my wife. I give her a hug, make her a cup of coffee, but I pay my daughter. That's um, awesome, dude. One, one and, but, you know, I I got to tell you though, anytime that subject comes up, the lessons she's learning right now, she's going to carry oh, this yeah. the lifetime. I mean, she'll oh, be yeah. a grandma someday talking about how she helped her dad. Oh yeah, build a business, 100%. and she remembers peeling those labels, and mm-hmm. but more importantly, she remembers we spent time together serving others. That's the right. lesson. Right. We're serving others and there's reward in that. It's called business. Right. Reward. I have no idea others. which which whether I would be better off having someone go through a spreadsheet or whether I would be better off having someone, you know, pack and Help ship. Prep. I have no idea. Yeah. Or whether I'd you. be better off to to lose a few percentage points and just ship it all to a packing a prep center. center. Here's what I strongly suggest. It's a bit of a mountain, but it's one you'll be so glad you climbed. You trained someone else how to find ASINs. Mm. That's your first hire. You're paying someone else. Now, here's the good news. You've heard us talk about virtual assistants. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. For 3 to $5 an hour, which is three to five times minimum wage in the Philippines, right? You can find someone, train them yourself if you want. Give them access to our courses and content talk them through over Zoom. In the Philippines, you can find virtual assistant websites all over the place. I want I, see, I need to hire a virtual assistant. Find one. They don't need Amazon experience. A little bit of Amazon experience might help, but you don't want to be one of 30 clients. Right. Right. So you hire this person and you teach them the stuff that you've been doing. You show them, here's the process, here's the tools. If they've got some experience, that might be helpful, but I would almost argue you just want someone who's got a good 
track record. You can see, you know, they've done X number of gigs. People are really happy with them. Find them, hire them, train them, go through that process. Now you've got another income producing asset contributing to your business. You're generating more revenue than you'd be able to yourself. And then you can start to make some of those, what I call convenience hires. And this is what Dave Ramsey advises as well. For example, like on your on your cleaning business, your home exterior cleaning mm-hmm. business, right? Sure. And you're saying, okay, Dave, I'm busy, man. I got more work I know what to do with. He, his classic advice would, and mine mirrors it, would be, you know, who do I hire? I mean, what else are, you need someone out there selling jobs. That's right. That's your first hire for commission. They're bringing new revenue into your company. That's your first hire. Not somebody to help clean and sort and store and sweep the floors and all the stuff you don't want to do. And I just don't like that part of my business. I'm going to hire someone to do it because those are revenue eating monsters. Right. You need to go get more revenue. Does that make sense? No, it makes it makes perfect sense. Your first hire, totally. Typically, you know, unless you're so well funded that you have a nice, you know, like "Ah, I could make several mistakes along the way, spending burning through this cash. That's where not most people are there. Most people are like, I, I, I want to do this in a way that makes the most sense financially. You'll get further faster by hiring someone else to produce revenue. In this case, oh, yeah. it's finding more ASINs. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that makes perfect sense. Because at that point, I mean, d- well, doesn't, doesn't PAC have a VA program? I mean, don't. We do. As of this recording right now, we're pausing it, revamping it a little bit, changing it up. It'll be re-released oh. at some point in the very near future. So we okay. got a bit of a waiting list there. Gotcha. Because we're, what we're doing is we're building firewalls between all of the VAs. And we're actually encouraging people to go find their own VA instead of us finding it for them. Mm-hmm. Be- because what we were running into a bunch of VAs kind of knew each other and they were referring each other's friends and like, gotcha. oh, we want some firewall in here. Gotcha. So that's no, what we're that doing right sense. now is we're saying, hey, if you go find your own VA, we can help get them up to speed. Well, yeah, I think Jimmy was talking about an online place that you go in and you pay a monthly fee until you find the one that you want to hire. And then from there, you don't have to, you step away from that website and you have a relationship with that person. I'll have to go back and figure out who, what that yeah, website there's, was. Yeah, there's many different ways to do yep. it. You know, yep. it, there's many services out there that'll claim to do it for you, et cetera. But again, from my vantage point, the best way is to build that relationship yourself. Hey, I found yep. this person. I trained this person. This person it makes sense. up to speed. It makes and sense. There's and services you know, out I've been there doing help this long with. enough that, that I've, you can't do that until you've done it yourself. Like exactly. you wouldn't want to hire someone to do this for you until you've done it for yourself long enough to understand whether they're doing it right or not. But you are at that level. The $10,000 in sales level is where I start to say, yeah, you're ready. For okay. a lot of things. You ready for that first hire? You ready to start experimenting with branded bundles? You know, do you ready to maybe consider a prep center or bringing some, you know, having all your inventory at a sweet old lady across the street who's got a two car garage? And like we heard on a recent podcast episode, and, you know, she doesn't yeah, charge I'm any considering, rent. I'm considering building a shed in my backyard yeah. to, to do it and, and have park a, sh- a trailer on the side of it for my wash business, have a, a little covering there and sure. and then be able to put a little AC unit in the window and have a <laughs> pack party, you know, yeah. on I'll Saturday. This, man, whatever you build, you'll outgrow it in about six months. I guarantee, I know if not I know faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll still have the shed after I go yes, to a larger warehouse. Yeah, <laughs> yep, you will. But hopefully, hopefully that general advice helps you. You know, no, it makes sense. It, it makes producer. sense, and um, well, that's the reason why I bought the MacBook for my wife, and then that was mm-hmm. um, 
you know, wishful thinking at the moment because, you know, I mean, she's a mom and she's a wife and she works. And right now she doesn't have any more time than I do. But uh, over the summer, she will. And then, you know, if we can bring in a VA, it's definitely something to consider. And waking up and having that list of, hey, here's the ASINs that I found. And me being able to, it'd be just like my wife finding a list of ASINs. And since she's not buying stuff, she's going to learn how to source it. Send me a list. Here's what I've looked. Here's what I, I think it will work. Right. Here's the ROI. Here's this. And then I'll make a decision. Do right. we want to buy it or not? You know? And pretty soon you can hire someone else that makes those decisions. Right. Because right. they'll be qualified. Absolutely. Exactly. So your original sourcer becomes eventually your decision-making shopper. An approver of ASINs. And, you know, maybe at this point you got two or three virtual assistants. Still, right. three, four, right. five dollars an hour, which is incredible wage in the Philippines. And so for 15 bucks an hour, you've got a team working just for you full time, right? Running this whole thing. And that's and, the, it, and it, it's not just theory. We've been doing this long enough now. We got a bunch of people doing it. Yeah, it makes like perfect that. sense. Mm-hmm. But the other, the other issue I was having is, how to go and get all the things that I need from the five Lowe's, the four Walmarts, and the two mm-hmm. Home Depots. How, mm-hmm. That takes seven hours to drive around to do all of that, you know? Yeah. And then how do you trust someone with money or a paid credit card? Or I've found that COVID actually gave us the answer to that, which is curbside pickup. Exactly. You buy it all online, tell them who the person's going to pick it up, and mm-hmm. then I pay per store. Like I'll give you ten bucks per store that you stop at. Yeah. So um, good. Or have a family member do it for gas and a soda. Yeah. Get creative. Um, and then and then you take away the money aspect. So you take away the the gift card, the check, the cash. The mm-hmm. it's not a problem anymore. It's already bought and paid for. They're yeah. just showing up and picking it up. Yeah. I say like, we can train local retail shoppers for my team mm-hmm. if I'm training them in less than five minutes. Never have to talk to them again. <laughs> <laughs> we've wow. got a team we got a team spreadsheet that's updated with you know different stores oh, yes. what's available how many we need here's right, our right, shoppers right. plug it in it's a little something we built because we like you know we have multiple shoppers at any given time like yeah. i was out after church on sunday stopping to grab some stuff on the way home i'm like oh wait that's one of our replens how do yeah. they have well they got a lot of those scraping well, i guess you could do that if you're if you're smart with like google's google sheets and stuff like that yeah. if everybody's sharing those items it makes sense yeah well i mean it, it, it's pretty easy to share a google spreadsheet and over time yeah. we've added a lot of features and customized it up a bit and you know done some things but really just you know a, a shared spreadsheet any google doc is shareable you just click share who right. do you want to share it with these people now you can all see it on your phone that's you right keep a list of what it is you need to buy and who's bought what and once it gets checked in, you reset the numbers. You know, so we've automated some processes there, but starting off very remedial, even just a shared spreadsheet of okay, hey, here's what we need next week. And here's right. the here's the quantities. And anybody can do the shopping and you're rewarding people. There's so many fun, creative ways to do this business. Uh, and everybody has their own little twist to it. Uh, some people do no retail arbitrage. Some people do only online, like those international people we talked about. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, there's just there's many approaches, many different ways to do this, but ultimately. This foundational replans concept is about finding the underserved shelf space at Amazon. And you've definitely validated the concept. You've had some tremendous success so far, some great momentum. Oh, yeah. So congratulations on that. But the game's only begun. As you I know, well I know. know. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Well, what are the questions you have for me? It seems like there was something else we were going to dive into. 
I don't know. We the prep center idea. Yeah. My curiosity is, you know, what there's so many to choose from, you Mm -hmm. know? And then Mm -hmm. if I'm if I'm working at 30% ROI or 40% ROI or something, I mean, is there is it like a set amount per item or how do you factor in whether you should do it or not? Different prep centers serve different clients. Just the brief history of prep centers is that actually the first one, to my knowledge, the first one in the world emerged out of our community several years ago. And we kind of had to explain to people what it even was. They're like, that's a weird concept. I guess it makes sense. Like if I'm shopping online, I could have it sent to you instead of having it sent to me to prep it for Amazon. Okay, yeah, let's try that. And it was a flat fee per unit. And that's how most people still do it. You know, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, depending on the type of unit or how much, right. how painful it is to prep. And then you just factor that into your hunting, right? There's a little less margin there for you on every ASIN. So you just, but there's a little less to do, right? A lot less to do as well. I don't need to stock poly bags. I don't need to Mm -hmm. order anything from Uline. I don't Mm -hmm. need to, you know, any of this stuff, right? I don't even need to manage these things. Right. And there's an economy of scale there that kicks in because the prep centers tend to order that stuff in bulk. They're paying less than you do. So the numbers start to make sense and they do make sense. And we've seen, I don't know, a couple hundred at this point. I'm not even sure how many we have. Well, I understand list. some are at saturation. Like they're oh, like many they're not are. even taken. You know, many of them. On. Actually, one of the topics at the Proven Conference this year is going to be how to launch a prep center. You know, right, we're, we're developing that. content right. right now, teaching people how to effectively launch one, take on a handful of clients as another income stream. Right. But right. when do you know if you're ready or not? It's basically at the point where you're ready to say, I could take a hit, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars on every ASIN. I could take that hit and still make money at this. That's you. And you don't need to send them all to the prep center. And even once you start sending everything to the prep center, you can decide, well, I'll do these three or four Mm -hmm. at home. So it's not like Like especially families with kids that are talking about the prep. I'm like, whatever those ASINs are that your kid just lights up prepping and they've got it down and they love doing it and they're making a dollar a box. And don't take that from them. Right. Keep that at home. Mm -hmm. Send everything else to the prep center. And any of the one-off stuff, you know, like when you have, uh, you hit the sales or you find something, mm-hmm. you know, a clearance aisle item, they only got four of them, you know, just keep those. Don't ship them off to the prep center. Keep right, them at home. Right. But that you'll get a nice routine on some of your nice, easy repeat ASINs. Just have them delivered to the prep center. Prepcenternetwork.com is the website for people that don't know what we're talking about. It's a free list of all the prep centers that we know about. If you know of one that's not on that list, let us know. But as far as picking one, which is kind of the harder question, Adam, how do I know which one's right for me? Right. Well, many of them in there are going to say, ah, we're not taking any clients right now. Or, you know, maybe they'll say, ah, we don't want new sellers. You got to be at, at least so many units or you need to be at I'm least I'm seeing 10, them at 500. Month, right? Yeah. Yeah. Limits yeah. of 300 to 500 items like that. Yeah. Gotcha. But you'll see many others that are, that are open to it. And, you know, I hate to make a big announcement. like, hey, if you're new, you should go use Prep Center X because sure, sure. listening to this two months from now, they'll be like, right. no, they're full. No. Right. It's always in flux. Sure. Always in flux. And that's the other thing that I really struggled with is why why weren't we talking about products? And then you begin to realize, well, you can't list product X, right? And and, um, I've listened to some of the classes to where they do name particular products. Like they're going in and doing something online. And I'm like, yeah, nobody's selling that in a long time from now. So yeah, you you just have to be careful, especially with this many people, this many people listening. Everybody has the opportunity and it's going to saturate. No, definitely. 
Yeah, you can saturate an ASIN easily. You know, any ASIN that we had named today is like, hey, even if we said, now don't go out and run out and buy yeah, this. Yeah, don't go out. Here's a great okay. ASIN we saw. You look at it two weeks from now and it's got 800 right. sellers and no one's making any money. <laughs> like, right. you know, so you can't, you know, I'm very cautious uh, in that regard. I mean, we, we get 100,000 listens per month on iTunes alone of this podcast. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people. So we've got to make our advice something that can be spread far and wide and still hold right. true and strong for many, many people. And that's so, advice that I would give the new seller, uh, the new person in e-commerce is, I know you're excited. And I know that if you've got a history on social media, you want to share that excitement, but you need to hedge that a little bit. Don't take pictures of your items and post them on your feed. Yeah. Right, did, right before Don't, we started today, I had a new seller Hosts like I just found all of this. And yeah, I'm selling at FBM, and it sold before I checked out. Right, yeah. that was a post they'd made, and they showed their cart and they showed the items. And right. I said, "Great work, but yeah, pull share this your down. story without posting the picture." Because yeah, uh, my sister did that for me because I was I took a picture of some stuff. You know, hey, every week I make a post. Hustle 2023 week 15. This is what's going on, and I took a picture of everything that I had bought that week and put it up there. And my sister texted me and said, hey, you need to pull this picture down because people are going to go out there and buy all this stuff. Um, yeah. She's like, don't list your Amazon page. Mm-hmm. People will go into your store and they will figure out everything that you're selling and then you, none of it will be worth anything. Yeah. Um, and well, so for the new sellers, pay attention to that. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Don't... And, and it's all public information. And we all yeah. see each other's stores. And my stores looked at canceling by a bunch of other stores. Right. I've, I've built some relational advantages. I get... And, and there's some stuff I'm just liquidating out. Like, you know, it was a, we made a great run on this ASIN for a year and a half. And now we've got an extra 300 and I'm selling them below cost. So here comes someone looking at my account going, wow, that's a lot of, you know, that person has a lot of that ASIN. I think I'm going to go try that one too. Like, you right. know, welcome to the bloodbath, you know. Yeah. So not every ASIN is good on every account right. just because they're doing well. So you still have to do your research. But yeah, we don't, we discourage. It's, it's, a, it's a strange line to walk because we're very abundance mindset and yeah yes anybody can look anywhere the they want anyone see anyone's store anytime they want 100 but you're kind of crazy to say hey everybody here's the name of my store and here's all the asins that are selling really well for me right now Seventy-two thousand right. people <laughs> right right so it's an abundance mindset on the concepts and on the strategies but on the specific on the hey here's specific the exact items. product to go buy like no you can't do that obviously right you know the law of supply and demand kicks in and you know no one wins on that product now. Absolutely. Because we are resellers. But th- again, it's something Adam for us to keep in mind as we have this conversation about, you know, the, how much do we share? Or not. As you kind of climb the pyramid of opportunity, you can become more transparent and say right. exactly what you're doing. Right. Now I've got a branded no. bundle. I can tell you all about it. You're not yep. going to be able to compete with it <laughs> because it's right. got a unique item. Or I've got clients that I've hired or who have hired me, paying me really well. You know, and here's the client's name, and here's what I'm doing. Here's like, no one's going to steal that client. You've got a relationship right. with them, right? Right. So as you climb the pyramid, your concerns of, oh no, as a competitor, going to see what I'm doing, it it diminishes over time. Mm-hmm. But what are the questions you have, or any points of uh, strategy or tips? You've you've dropped some golden nuggets on us, and and again, uh, well, I can tell I you're a, a teacher. I can tell. I um. I got an email that said, hey, come up with a few things at the end that uh, Jim may ask you. So I just have a list that I put seven things on. Number one for me was um, I had a really hard time being disorganized at the beginning and I was really mm-hmm. critical of myself. But it's, it's okay to have a messy living room with 
you know, poly bags and places and trying to, I mean, if you're a type A person and you can't do then, then, then I, I get it. But um, having the support of my spouse was huge. Yeah. Um, it's Amen. not like I started this and then started having poly bags and cardboard boxes show up at the house with her not knowing anything. I, I'm, when I went into this, I talked to her about what I was doing and I had her full, full support, um, which was, was huge. Just start it. Number three for was just start the boot camp. I got it from the boot camp. I think it was Robin that was doing the boot camp. Just just start. Get an item, look it up on Keepa, send it in, learn Keepa. And um, it really is what everybody says about Keepa is true. It's the only thing uh, that is absolutely essential. And there'll always be more to learn. I've used absolutely. it. I've used it for hundreds and hundreds of hours, and I'm still like. Wow, yeah. why haven't I been I using use it? Feature? I use it for box fillers now. I've yeah. gone through and learned how to use that advanced search to find that thing with the low pack price. I'm able to find that item that doesn't cost me a lot to, of space, but I can fill a box to lower my shipping cost overall. Mm-hmm. Um, that's coming in that advanced Keepa 2.0 training. For me, at 100 items, at 100 ASINs, a game changer for me was getting a repricer. That was night and day for me. It, it's like yep. lighting a fire on a on a rocket ship for my business. But again, none of it, all of it is foundational on the concept of utilizing Keepa. Mm-hmm. And using, I see people saying that they're using the advanced Keepa training and they're not finding anything. Then find different sellers to pull their ASINs from. Find different store brands that you're looking up things from. It absolutely put me where I'm at. And uh, I still use, even even as great as the Advanced Keepa 2.0 is, I still find the original Keepa training to provide the most value to my business and the most number of, of um, ASINs um, for me. So, And then the last thing I would say would be my wife found this the other day and it was that hard work beats talent every time when talent doesn't work hard. So yeah, it sounds like you're one of the sports coaches there at the school too. I, well, I'm a coach too. So <laughs> that's good um, stuff, man. I anyways, completely I agree. I completely agree. I'm really humbled that you um, asked me to come on and um, for us to chat for a little while. So thank you so much. It was truly my pleasure as well, Adam. Well done. I love your list. I think people are going to benefit tremendously from this. And I just realized as I was listening to you talk to that list, I'd never asked you about your net margins. Anytime we talk about sales numbers, oh yeah, in yeah. general, what are your net margins before I let, let you go? Me, let me pull up. Just even inventory lab. Is that what you use? Uh, well, right now I've got Aura up. Go okay. Aura and will give me that. And yeah. um, just off of what, say over off of um, the last 30 days, my revenue was 8,800 profit, 1,700 units sold, 378. Cost is 4,000, and my profit margin is 20.25%. Yeah, there we go. Net so, profit, 20.25. Yeah, I don't go after net profit on my repricer. I use return on investment, I use ROI mm-hmm. for that. Again, that profit margin doesn't include my poly bags and my Boxes tape. And tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm Shipping. I'm turning around and sending Amazon's boxes back to them. I pack and walk. When you get stuff OA, 
they give you boxes. Just they're like they're giving yeah. you their materials. They I give take you the packing boxes, material. Yeah. Packing material. I save all the bubbles and the packing mm-hmm. and the paper. Mm-hmm. But I swear by that quiet tape from Uline. That stuff is amazing. And so I buy that. But you got to be careful. Sometimes shipping is high and you can do better on Amazon. Sometimes Home Depot. Some, stay away from U-Haul. Those places are crazy expensive. <laughs> On boxes. Yeah. But um for sure. So yeah, that that's where I'm at. I, I like to have my when I look things up on um when I run it through inventory lab, I like to be 30% ROI. That's my minimum. I don't go if I'm under 30%, I don't even look at it. I just move on about. And then sometimes I'll just put the price up until I get my 30%. And you know what? It sells. Mm-hmm. It, it sells whether I'm at the buy box or above the buy box. It, it sells. A great point that could lead us into a whole nother episode. I think it was episode 554. I'm almost positive. Yeah. Pricing outside the buy box. Yeah. 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 When you can safely ignore the buy box based on how rapidly the... How rapidly. Yeah. Dropping. I, if it's a my, fast My mover, usual pick is 50 to 75 mm-hmm. drops a month for mm-hmm. things that I'm sourcing that I want to move quickly through. Mm-hmm. I really don't have a problem with things not selling. I really don't. Yeah. But that's do, just because, again, I'm I'm so reliant on the advanced Keepa. Yeah. Like nothing I'm doing is tricky. I'm just putting the numbers into Keepa. Keepa's giving me, here's your list of things. And I go through it. So. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And let me just throw a, a question at you. This is when we get off and, and see if you can kind of recognize the false premise built into the question as well. I can't find anything profitable. Mm, yeah. What would you say? Well, you know, I don't really have a canned answer to that, but well, that's where why are you I asked. Where, where are you looking? What is profitable to you? What does that mean? How much do you need to make back to call something profitable? I, I don't know. I mean, as an, as an economics teacher, I would tell you that you should continue doing something as long as you're covering your costs. Right? I mean, oh, it's, yeah. that's the <laughs> truth kind of, of it. I mean, if I, I make realize pizza, that. If I make pizza and it and I cover all my costs at a dollar a slice, and right now I'm selling it for two dollars a slice, I absolutely should be selling that slice of pizza. But you know what? If I'm covering all my costs and all I'm getting is a dollar a slice for that pizza, well, I should still sell the pizza because I'm getting everything covered. You know, right? I'm paying my employees, I'm paying my building, I'm making my income, all that's factored into my costs. So I don't need to technically make a profit as long as I'm covering what my expectations of my costs are. So that gets down, that really gets down to having a system to where you understand, hey, when you pull down that box that's a 10 inch by 12 inch by 16 inch box, it's going to use so much tape. I know how much that box costs me, see? And so that's a system that needs to be put in place to really understand what's profitable and what's not profitable. But to say something's not profitable, I would challenge that and just say, well, yeah. what, what is your idea of profit? And um, how much do you need to make before you say it's profitable? Because when we say getting an ROI, a return on investment above zero is good. Because if you've got your system set up, then anything over zero is money back in your pocket, right? You're accounting for your shipping costs. You're accounting for your storage costs. You're accounting for all of that. And we want 30. We want 50. Jimmy says 100, right? Because we want a faster turnaround on our money. But 
I mean, you look at margins, there's a lot of businesses out there that are working on far narrower margins than oh, we yeah. are in our restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Like sub 5% net margins. Absolutely. On multi-million so, dollar budgets. Yeah. If somebody says they're not profitable, I, I would want to know what their idea of profit is. Yeah. And we could go down that road. Right. And talk about that a little bit more. I, I love but, that. Um, I didn't realize I was talking to an economics guy either. It's economics. Well, I'm more of a macro guy than a micro yeah. guy. Sure. I'm more involved in the exchange rates and balance of payments and wow. you know things love like it. that. But I could have a fascinating conversation with you sometime. I got all kinds I can of talk a little bit of micro, marginal, <laughs> you know, cost and yeah. all. Of, you know, I can do a little bit of that. It's but not the fact is, you know numbers. Though. So you know, as oh, you're yeah. throwing these numbers around, you understand what it is you're talking about. Sure. But let sure. me just take a stab at that question. I love the perspective. You had you really tackled that word profit. Mm-hmm. When when I hear someone say I can't find anything profitable, that tells me I'm not. What I really just heard them say is I'm not sending in any inventory to test. Mm. And I love they what you know. said. Yeah. You don't know what if it's profitable or not because right. you haven't sent anything in. If I see if I look at the buy box and it's normally drifting around fifteen or sixteen dollars, and this thing has a hundred drops a month. Oh yeah, I'm going to send one in and test it at twenty two dollars. Oh, yeah. I was going to say 19 or 20. Sure. 100%. Maybe if it doesn't sell within a week, I'll drop it down to 19. I'm still the high. I'm still way above buy box, but this Mm -hmm. thing is flying so fast. Odds are I'm going to sell a handful of those per month. That's right. So they say, I can't find anything profitable. Are you testing? Are you sending stuff in above buy box price and seeing what Mm -hmm. happens? Right. Because you only know if it's profitable or not once something's sold. So are you, do you even have anything in the mix right now? Are you so afraid of that? $15, $16 buy box line on the keep a chart that you're not sending in any inventory. Right. Because you That's think you have to sell it at what's the buy happening. Box, right. Yeah. I think you have to sell it at that buy box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they think that they, that's the, that's the false premise in that question. I think sure. that sometimes, you know, we need to identify as coaches when we're talking to our students or, you know, other people, uh, because stuff happens all the time above buy box. Go listen to that podcast episode 554 for those who don't know what I'm talking about there. I think it could be a real eye-opener for folks. But I love the references you made to the content inside the Proven Amazon course, the courses that have helped you out. Yeah, I just yes. You never know what's going to make it click for someone. Obviously, it's clicked for you. It's just about scaling now at this point, Adam. So well right. done, man. You've, you've built a beautiful business. Can't wait to see you in July. Yes. Great event. I'm glad you're going to make the trip. And uh, appreciate you teaching too, man. That takes a... It takes a real servant's heart to get in there and teach kids. And, Absolutely. Uh, so I appreciate you. God bless well, thank you, you for, for that, that, man. And I hope thank this you. next season is one of abundance and blessing and your business just explodes. Both of your businesses. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Good hanging out. Well, with thank you. you, Jim. I appreciate you. Appreciate you as well. Let me talk to the listeners for just a second before I let you go, Adam, and, and thank all the listeners for hanging out with us today. It was truly a pleasure. Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as Adam and I did. A couple of announcements before I let you go. If you don't mind doing us a favor, one, Uh, As a little tip for you, if this is the first episode you've heard, go back and listen to five or 10 other interviews with successful students from our community. You're going to really start to catch a theme. Other is, hey, share this if you don't mind. Share it with other people. That's our only marketing is when you tell other people about this show. So send them to silentgym.com. Help us spread the word. This is our only marketing. We don't do any paid marketing. So thank you for helping us out with that if you enjoyed it. So on behalf of my guest today, Adam, you did a great job. One last time, buddy. Hey, I'm th- I'm thankful to be here. It was an awesome opportunity and uh, just such a blessing. Yeah, for for me as well, my friend. Thank you, and and for the whole team that puts these things together. Thank you for hanging out with us and for listening. God bless you, business building warrior. We'll do another episode for you real soon. Hey, Amen. That sounds wonderful. We'll see you at the uh, at the conference. We'll see you then, Adam. Mm-hmm. Bye for now. 
Hey, before I let you go, one last shout out to today's sponsor. Of course, that was the eBay for Business podcast. You can find them on your favorite podcast listening app, or we've got a couple links for you in the show notes to check out the interviews with executives from eBay corporate headquarters, successful sellers, all the tips and strategies that go into building a successful eBay business. You'll hear it all on the eBay for Business podcast. Thanks for the sponsorship, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.